It takes the right skills and the right innovation to design and manage meaningful print marketing solutions. Welcome to Podcast from the Printerverse, where we explore all facets of print and marketing that create meaningful communications and business success. Now, here's your host, the intergalactic ambassador to the Printerverse, Deborah Korn. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Podcast from the Printiverse. Today, we are talking to Dave Bell, the Global Product Manager of Media at Rico Production Print. Hey, Dave. Welcome back to Podcast from the Printiverse. Thanks for having me back. And you are back because we have a very topical topic to discuss, which is the current state of the paper supply chain, pretty much. Can you give people, first of all, tell them who you are and why you are a subject matter expert on this, and then get into what is going on. Sure. So my role here at RICO, I am, as you mentioned, the global product manager for media. And it's important to clarify, we do not sell paper here at RICO. So I work with all our production, print, high-speed inkjet presses, and I test and qualify paper from around the world. And I work with our customers and sales reps to make sure our customers are using the right paper for the application that they're using on their high-speed production inkjet presses. But with that said, the entire industry is being affected by the shortage of printing paper and price increases. So it isn't affecting just inkjet customers. It's affecting every printer in the country. And why is this? Yeah, so, and it's something I will tell you that everyone that's been involved in paper, quite honestly, is shocked. We've had this perfect storm, if you will. We didn't think we would see this basically again in our lifetime. What's happened is we've always had, or for quite a while, as paper has been in decline, meaning there's less and less demand for printing paper, every year it's been going down 2-3%, and we had overcapacity in the United States, worldwide really, but if we're talking specifically about North America, the mills could produce more paper than was actually needed. And so over time, what happens is a mill would simply close or larger mills that have multiple machines would take a machine offline. They would mothball it. And then you try to equalize supply and demand. It's no different, quite honestly, than farmers growing corn. If every farmer grew corn, we'd simply have too much corn and the price would be dirt cheap. If we don't know, grow enough corn, you'd have a shortage of corn and the prices would go up. So, you know, we kind of keep matching this declining market with mill closures. But then all of a sudden, we've had a rapid acceleration of mill closures and several factors that we can discuss that caused prices to shoot up. And it kind of caught everyone off guard. It wasn't this normal transition that we've seen for the last 20 years. It was a sudden perfect storm, if you will, that hit all at once. And so I can go into the first factor. The biggest factor, there's several, but the biggest one is a significant decrease in mill capacity in the last 12 months. And what I mean by that is 
We have numerous mills producing printing paper, both uncoated and coated. And then we had the Camas Mill, a large facility for Georgia Pacific, uh, announce their closure. And then Westland, which is a paper mill on the West Coast making coated paper after 123 years of operations, closed shop. Appleton Coated filed for bankruptcy and closed shop. Sappy took their Somerset Mill up in Somerset, Maine, and converted it to packaging. So what's happened is some of this is you, as a mill, you're forecasting out what the demand is going to be. And it's a big deal to take a machine offline. No one takes them lightly. They're planned and tried to be announced well in advance of a closing. But then bankruptcies suddenly change all that. And we had in the last 12 months, a million tons, over a million tons of capacity, uh, manufacturing capacity come offline in the United States. And a million tons, to put it in perspective, is a truckload of paper, a full truckload of paper is 20 tons. So a million tons is 50,000 truckloads of paper has been taken out of the market. Printing paper has been in a declining market and a declining price. If you look at it a year ago, a year ago today, printing paper, if you adjust for inflation, was at the cheapest price paper has ever been. And I don't mean for has ever been in the last five years. I am talking in history. It's the lowest price paper has ever been. So paper kept going down and down and down, and it's getting to the point that it was unsustainable. Paper mills could not afford to stay open. Everyone was hoping that this was temporary, or quite honestly, you hope someone goes out because then that will stabilize the supply and you can stabilize the decrease in price. But we actually got to the point where paper was being sold at a price below the manufacturing cost. So mills were literally losing money on every pound of paper they sold. And that was unsustainable. Rising pulp prices really kicked into the effect of the closing of Appleton Coated and West Lynn. They were not what we call integrated mills. They are buying paper pulp. They were not buying logs and making their own pulp. They had to buy pulp on the open market. And when that skyrocketed, you cannot buy pulp at 60 cents a pound and sell printed paper at 50 cents a pound. And you can't make it up in volume. You lose money on every ton. You hope it's a temporary situation, but then when you realize it's not temporary, you have no choice but to close. And that's what we've seen. So boy, you got these boiler Mac rules that really affect and increase your cost at the mill, financial investment, and then your variable costs skyrocket for freight and for pulp. And so you add that to the decreased capacity and supply and demand rules have said, okay, mills are going to go out and the mills that survive have no choice but to raise prices. And that's what we've seen. Ready to join the conversation? Follow us at Rico Pro Print on Twitter, Rico USA Production Print on LinkedIn, and Rico USA Production Print on Facebook. There's never been a better time to take a look at Rico. What can a printer do? Can they start hoarding paper? Should they be shopping around? I mean, is there like an eBay for paper now? What what now, should they do? Yeah, it's a great question because Mills right now are on what's called allocation. And allocation doesn't mean I like Bob, so I'm going to give paper to Bob and I don't like Joe. What they mean is 
these mills have had price increases, and you don't just come in that day and say, starting tomorrow. They'll typically give them a 30 days notice. They'll announce, hey, on March you know, 15th, or in this case, you know, maybe May 31st, there's going to be a price increase. Your natural tendency is to buy as much paper as you can before those price increases go into effect. Well, mills only make so much paper. It isn't like they can add, so a 200,000 ton machine only makes 200,000 tons. They can't add another shift. They're already running 24 hours a day. They're already at capacity. So what the mills say is, look, you've been a good, loyal customer for the last five years, 10 years, 20 years. You consistently buy 300 tons of paper a month. We are going to make sure you get your 300 tons a month. We might even let you buy 320 tons, but we can't allow you to buy 600 tons to avoid the price increase and to hoard paper because that would come at the expense of another customer. And so they're trying to be fair and trying to be loyal to their customers. So two things have occurred. If you're buying paper from a mill that just had a price increase, you start shopping around because you don't like the price increase. But the reality is your mill has paper and you should be loyal to them or else you switch mills right now and go to a new mill, you're kind of at the bottom of their priority list. They're going to supply their good long-term customers. Now, strategically, mills can make a decision. Hey, we've been trying to get that account for a long time. We think we can keep them. This isn't just a matter of a one-off. So they try to supply them. But you know, they're also trying to cover the needs of the people that mills closed. So if you are buying from an Appleton, you are buying from West Lynn, you are getting your product out of the Camas Mill out of Washington for Georgia Pacific, you have no choice. That mill is gone. So you have to shop around and start buying paper. So mills are being inundated with orders from customers they've never had before. And they have their existing customers trying to buy more paper because of the price increase. And so they're trying to manage that the best they can. Now, I guess I am a little confused because I thought that the system was kind of set up that printers purchased paper through paper merchants, not directly from the mills. Are you seeing a pattern where they're trying to bypass the merchants because they take a cut of the money and try to save costs that way? Or the merchants have special powers to you know, keep things as normal as possible? Yeah, a little of both. So in the commercial print space with cut sheet printers, that virtually that entire market buys through a merchant. So, you know, as expected, a paper mill manufactures the paper. They sell it to a merchant. The merchant puts that paper, quote, on their floor, which means into inventory, and they manage that inventory. And they might have two to three months supply as a buffer because commercial printers, we know it's hard to forecast their needs because commercial printers print the orders that come in. So a lot of them obviously have steady business, but they have steady business because they have a lot of business. Any particular job could come in any day and all of a sudden I need 80 pound gloss and tomorrow I need 60 pound tech and the next day I need nine point because you don't know the jobs that are coming in every day all the time. So commercial printers need that merchant to manage that inventory and help control those ebbs and flows, if you will, as the spikes in demand. 
but a lot of the high-speed transactional printers are able to buy mill direct. And so a lot of the industry has been buying directly from the mill because these guys only use one grade or two grades of paper, and they buy it in truckload quantities. The merchants have a role But in some cases, if they don't add a lot of value to that role, to that service, if the customer is saying, hey, I need five truckloads of 24-pound bond, you know, 92 bright paper, well, they're just going to have the mill ship it directly to the customer. Well, then the merchant didn't really, they took the credit risk, but they didn't really manage the inventory. So pretty soon those customers started going directly to the mills. And because we're in a declining market, the mills really had no choice to be remain competitive. They were selling direct. And so a large portion of the industry does buy mill direct today. Not everyone, but certainly a large percentage. The Rico Commercial and Industrial Business Printing Group is pleased to be a pioneer in this journey with Print Media Center for podcasts from the Printerverse. Rico drives success in all areas of your operation with a customer-centric approach to business. Rico offers a full range of customized consulting services executed by a team of seasoned print production, workflow, and color management specialists who have decades of proven real-world practical experience. We invite you to learn more at takealookatrico.com. There's never been more to see. That's take a look at Rico.com. And some customers, some actual print customers do as well. I know that when I was working in the advertising agencies, every once in a while, we'd have to investigate ordering literally a truckload of paper and storing it somewhere so the client could buy in bulk. Are those days over? No, not at all. Direct buy programs are still alive and well. And the agency, if you will, or the person buying the printing services will try to control costs by dictating the paper, by buying the paper themselves and supplying it to the printer and basically paying the printer for the printing services, not for the paper and printing services. So they're kind of trying to control because printers you know, can sometimes make money off the paper also. They say, well, this is the cost of the paper, this is the cost of printing. So if the print buyer is controlling the paper, he feels he has more control over the total cost. And so they often will dictate the paper because they have made an arrangement with the mill. And often the merchant is involved in these sometimes, or not often, sometimes they're involved in them. And they're controlling the cost. And so the printer does not have an option on which paper to buy. But again, those are typically pretty routine type business. And those customers would be protected because the mill, okay, it's ongoing business. It's business we've had for years and it will be on allocation, but they will allocate the paper to make sure those programs continue. So final words here, how is Rico stepping up to help your customers besides having you around, which is pretty awesome to have you around? Well, thank you. But our customers typically will reach out to their local RICO representative. So I have done webinars and training with our entire technical field and with our sales field. So I send out emails to our management and they disseminate it to their guys. So when any customer says, boy, I'm sure having a hard time getting paper, that employee can help explain exactly what I just did on this podcast of what actually is happening. So you don't want any printer feeling like they're being, in a sense, discriminated against. Boy, why is Bob getting paper and I'm not? They need to know what's happening. We had a very large customer here in Boulder for a briefing the other day, and I asked them about the 
price increases in particular, how bad it was affecting his business. And his take on it, quite honestly, was refreshing. His take on it was, well, that is a cost of doing business and it has to be passed on to the people buying the print services. But in a sense, it didn't affect him and his business as much as you would think it would. It was, if this price increase was to me and to not to my competition, then that'd be a competitive disadvantage. But he understood what was happening, understood his competitors are also having a higher price for paper. Paper prices have been coming down. His idea was, well, I'm kind of glad to see these price increases because if we didn't see them, he understood the mathematics that every mill was going to go out of business. And uh, the print industry would be in pretty severe trouble if all paper mills went out. So having financially healthy mills is good for the industry. No one likes price increases, but it has to be sustainable for everybody. Thank you so much for your time. And I will make sure that I leave links to learn more about this in this podcast blurb. And you're awesome, Dave. Well, Deb, thank you very much for having me again. I appreciate it. You've been listening to podcasts from the Printerverse. We'd love to hear your feedback on our shows and topics that are of interest for future broadcasts. Please connect with us through printmediacenter.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcasts for alerts on new shows. Until next time, thank you for joining us and listening to podcasts from the Printerverse. Print long and prosper. Print long and prosper.